I rock Kentucky blue on these hoes. Crap that I'm getting chewed by these hoes. Usually they just leave when we done. I don't want share no room with these hoes. Metro gon' make it boom on these hoes. And me, I just stick and move on these hoes. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. And uh, here in the studio, I have Jory Knesser and Josh Bryant. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. To do another show, this is our uh, draft show, 2017 NBA Draft Night. We're here to do a show. How y'all doing? Wonderful. Yourself? Oh, great. Great, man. Thanks for asking. It's been a great night, man. It has been. We all got to hang out, went to Chili's. You didn't see that coming, did you? No. no, well, I was expecting roosters, maybe some wings. Did you like chilies? Beer too. Uh, I mean, they had, they had Miller White on tap. That's all I asked. They had the nice setup. We had some food. They had, had, some food. They had a nice setup. Four TVs there, big screen TVs. I went to Gaddy Town before and had pizza, so. You didn't Y'all really had your food, it. I went to Gaddy Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a bad setup. Jordan had a buffet. Yeah. And bumper cars. And bumper cars. I mean, Jordan won, uh, unfortunately. Even though he didn't get to see the first couple picks, he, he won the. Uh, I only missed the first and second pick. I'm pretty sure the first three picks were almost secured. Well, we uh, we got to the uh, NBA draft. It started at 7.30. Josh said it started at 7, so we had to wait and watch the pre-show. Yeah, I like to which just have everyone together on time. That is so boring to watch the pre-show. Draft did start at 7, but draft usually doesn't open for like 30 to 45 minutes. Well, uh, Marco Fultz, it's crazy, though, how this whole thing started, though. Um, Boston Celtics were supposed to get the first – draft pick. They traded with the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Philadelphia 76ers pretty much announced that they were going to take Marco Fultz before the draft even started, so, and they yeah. did, and they did. They took him. He came from Washington. There's not much to say about him. I don't know what he has done, really. He, he never took Washington to the next. He never took him postseason. To the tournament. He never took him to the tournament. He never took him to the NIT. Never took him to the NIT, no. My thing with Marco Fultz, man. I don't and he's number know. one draft pick. But he averaged 24 a game. The only thing we got to look at at Markel Fultz. You I said know, you like champions. You got a lot of young You're players right. and stuff, but you get Markel Fultz. Didn't lead his team anywhere postseasons wise. He's a young kid. The good thing is he's going to a young team, but a young player like that that has no prior history at any kind of collegiate level or pro level of leading a team to any kind of postseason advance is I don't know about his leadership. That's a great. So one. that's scary about a kid like that is number one. We have sixty-four teams that make the NCAA tournament. Is that correct? Yeah, I think Stephen it's a- Curry took Davidson to the tournament, and not only that, they won multiple rounds. Yeah, but you got to th- you also got to look at it in the way as you do have sixty-four teams in the field, but you also have. So many teams that win bids by winning the conference championships. I mean, like you're actually like your top twenty-five field of teams at the end of the season. Not all top twenty-five teams are guaranteed a spot in the NCAA tournament yeah, just right. because yeah. of all the extra spots that have fill spots because of winning tournament, you know, league tournaments and stuff like that. Okay, so my next point though was I was going to build off on that is you didn't make the top sixty-four. Wait, but you didn't make the NIT. How many is in the NIT? Yeah, uh, half you, that. Half that. Yeah. So you, that. you didn't make the top one hundred almost. So. Well, I mean, it's crazy that he was the number one pick. I mean, it's bizarre. I don't think he's going to ever be go down as the greatest number one uh, draft pick of all time. Let's move on to the next. Which, pick. which would be who Almost. do you think the number one draft pick of all time? Okay, number one draft pick of all I like time. That idea. Of my lifetime. No, of all time. I want of, of all time. Man, I can't go of all time because I can't. So you know, far, I can't sit back and say you know this person, that person. I mean, yeah, I'll tell you mine. It's LeBron. LeBron's the number one draft pick. Honestly, in our lifetime, in our lifetime, LeBron has probably been the most solid number one yeah. overall pick. Yeah. Just most guaranteed coming into it. 
you know, guaranteed draft day, but then you also had, you know, Anthony Davis, consensus number one, you know, as soon as the season ended. There was no question. Davis was going number one no matter who owned that draft pick. He was going to go number one no matter what. And you don't see too many players like that. And, like, this year's draft, I don't think you have a full-on LeBron James, Anthony Davis-type superstar in this draft class. I think you have a deeper – draft class than we've seen in several years Mm -hmm. just through talent but i don't think you have a full-on superstar and Mm -hmm. if it does become one i think it's going to be a josh i think it's going to be josh jackson from kansas is going to be the superstar but he's a troubled kid he was nothing but trouble for kansas in his first year he was in trouble with the law the entire year for multiple things i know he had a rape on him and he burglarized the car and just stuff like that but I think he's the best talent in the draft, Mm -hmm. but you can't tell where he's going to go. I'm going to go for my number one pick overall of all time, at least that I can think of far back enough. That's Shaquille Mm O'Neal. Four championships, one more than LeBron, and he's only lost one time in the finals. Shaq would be my number two as far as like the best. I love Shaq. I'm a Shaq fan. I'm a Shaq fan. Mm -hmm. How can you not be a Shaq fan? The guy is pure comedy. Charles Barkley is a little bit of a snob at times, and he makes fun of him on live TV. It's great to watch. How <laughs> many does? He's great. So the number one, the number two pick was uh, it belonged to the Los Angeles Lakers, and uh, Josh, you and I are big LA Laker fans, and it went to uh, the the person everybody knew it would go to. Who they draft again? Lavar Ball? Or, or, or <laughs> did they draft his son, or did they draft a dad? I couldn't tell. Mm. Well, you know what? They're built for Hollywood, and, and let's bring it on, baby. I'm all about the Triple B now, you know? Big baller brand. I'm part of the brand. Embrace get, it. Let's get a shirt. Embrace it. Let's do it. Let's, let's get it. a hat. Let's get matching shirts. Shorts. Shirts. Let's get shirts. Why don't you get the $700 shoes that he can't sell? Nah, that's different, Jordan. I'll pass on those. <laughs> those look like Kobe's. I already have a pair. Anyway. <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. So we knew the first pick, and we pretty much knew the second pick. Lavar Ball's been talking a lot. And he, he's he's good at predictions, I guess. We'll see what this kid's got. His numbers look good. His dad talks a lot. I like Alonzo because he can shoot the ball from way past NBA range. Have you seen his shot? How long I his have, shot? He's got a little bit of a different shot that's too. The thing. It's a very different he shot. It. He just he almost like swings it around, goes down to his waist, and then pops it back up. And like, when you bring it down to your waist, there's more room for error. You got to come all the way back up. Now, with that being said, they did a sports science. His release is almost as quick as Clay Thompson's. See, that's the thing. He does have a quick release. And that's mm-hmm. what uh, Jalen Rose talked about that earlier today on ESPN. Very just talking, talking about, yes, he does bring it down and stuff like that. The only thing he's got to worry about that is the ball getting swatted away. But, I mean, he did fine in college. Mm-hmm. He can pull up from just about any range. His shot's not guaranteed like a Malik Monk or, mm-hmm. you know, a Ray Allen or Reggie Miller or something like that. Devin Booker. He's not a pure shooter, but... The good thing is Jamal I, I like, Murray. He's a Jamal Murray. I, like, uh, I so. don't know if his shot's that good, but I like it's Lonzo. I, I do like Lonzo. I hate the trouble that his dad's brought for him. And the only thing that's going to hurt the Lakers with Lonzo and NBA players like John Wall and stuff like that have already pretty much came out and said that we're out for his head next year just because his dad runs his mouth so much, saying he's going to be. So much I think better. it's going to bring some trouble for L.A. I think it's going to be uh, – but it's going to keep them in the spotlight. L.A. is in – We need a little spotlight. It. They're in Los Angeles. It's the land, it's hot where Hollywood's located. They're all about production. A couple boring – Put on a show. 
I mean, Kobe's gone. They need somebody new. Magic's Lonzo, back. We got Magic's some back. Showtime back. There, there's some sh- there, there's some swag and in LA. And there's a little bit of rumors with Paul George. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, let's, let's talk about the next pick. That, I mean, that could happen. What I want to do is I want to skip through here until we get to a good first Kentucky pick. You want to talk about the number first three? three okay, was Jason Tatum from Number Duke. three pick. I think number three pick was honestly the most interesting. I think I it thought was, it was Josh Jackson. That's who Boston wanted. They they traded the number one pick because they knew that they He'd could still get be him available. At, they knew they could get him at number three. So Tatum is such a good. He was such a good college player. He was the number two player coming out of high school into Duke. Duke he's, a very, he's a very intelligent kid with a smart mind. He's not cocky. He's he's a very laid back ball player, and that's a Brad Stevens type player in Boston. That's I, he'll fit in perfect. He's going to be starting his first year. I guarantee that because who does who does he have in his way? What do they have? Demari Carroll or Jay no, Crowder? Jay Crowder. And I'd say Jalen Brown didn't get much starting time last year. Not to say he didn't not have as much potential, or this guy could have more. Josh Jackson went to the Phoenix Suns. He's from Kansas. Real quick, before we keep moving on to the number fifth pick, I want to just briefly mention that with the Boston trade, that now Boston has like seven to nine picks in the first round, guaranteed the next three years. Boston set up, and most of those are lottery picks, folks. And the first Mm -hmm. pick for Kentucky. Goes to the number fifth pick, Sacramento Kings. Jesus, De'Aaron Fox. I'm a Sacramento Kings fan now. Gosh, Love De'Aaron Fox. He's got a shirt. He's got a T-shirt. He's one of the best. He is one of. That's two T-shirts for you. Well, you got to get a Kings T-shirt because we got Fox. we got a Willie Collie and Scal on it. De'Aaron Fox. He is the best point guard of the draft. I think he should have went uh, number one overall. I think I he's think, amazing. I, I think, think amazing. Fox is going to end up being the most guaranteed for professional worth. That's in general. Very he's like, in my opinion, he is a he is a mix between John Wall and Rajon Rondo. That's two Kentucky players right there to compare him to. In my opinion, he has the passing skills has, of Rondo and the speed of Wall. I wouldn't say he has the full on passing skills of Rondo. In between a mix of both, but he has. I mean, he has a speed of Wall. His jumper's still a little off. Which his jump his jumper the form and everything looks good. He's gonna Wall's start to get his jumper now. He's gonna gain. See. He's gonna gain the jumper. He'll get it quicker. He won't be John Wall. He's not going to be to the potential of John Wall, but he's going to be a damn good NBA point guard. He is and going to be great. He could be a franchise player, too. He's got the personality. He's got like an engaging personality, personality where he could really mm-hmm. uh, build like a team around him. I mean, I don't – and I think Sacramento could be that team. I mean, he's living in California. He seems like he has that personality to last in California. He's from out west. He's from Texas. So yeah. He's from Houston, I believe. He'll so. fit in well. Yeah, I think he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Isaac from Florida State. I think that's good for Florida State, getting them on the board. They don't draft many players in the first round, especially in the top ten. So. Jonathan Isaac is very <coughs> young and raw. He's <coughs> yeah, coughing the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, coughing it. Yeah, Jonathan Isaacs, he's what, he's like six eleven, six ten, six eleven. He's uh-huh. tall, lanky, he's not a good shooter. I mean he's not he's a good shooter, but he's not your he's not your Kevin Durant and then yet again he's not your ball hander ball handler that like Antacumpo is, but he has potential out the roof. Jonathan Isaacs could have been a top two or three pick, in my opinion. He was fun to watch at Florida State. They had a fun team to watch this year. I think he's going to bring he's going to bring a lot to the table in the pros. This next one's fun to talk about, Jordan. The best white boy in the draft. He is from Arizona. Big, ba- big He's the best big man in the draft. It was Lori Markarkin. I can't. I can't one hundred percent say his last name. I watched him in Arizona. But you agree with me, right? I agree with you one hundred percent. Watching Arizona, he's one hundred percent. First foreign player? No, he was. He went to Arizona. Okay. He's, 
Well, he's foreign? he's foreign. He's foreign born, I believe. Not from a foreign, but he played college ball at okay. Arizona, so we got to see a lot more of him last okay. year. You know, through especially they went further in the tournament. We got to see a lot of him last year. He has a great outside shot. He's all around. He's he's a very laid back. You know, just a ball player. He's yeah. he's good on the defensive end. He's good down low. He can be a back to the basket hook shot player. And then you can throw it out to him. He can be kick out, hit threes. Who, who picked He's him? He's going to be a lot more of a Christoph Przingis, in my opinion. The Chicago Bulls, and speaking of the Bulls. Yeah, so they actually, the Bulls didn't pick him. Minnesota picked him, right? Or no, no the Bulls did pick him. And Minnesota traded for uh, Jimmy yeah. Butler. So they traded the seventh pick, the and Bulls. they traded who else? They traded Zach Levine. And Chris Dunn, they gave up a lot for this guy. But, but they also got the they also got the Bulls pick, Jimmy Butler, and the twenty seventh pick, the, or was it the sixteenth pick? Maybe I think it was a higher pick. We'll get to, we'll get to that maybe review. But that, what a great trade for Minnesota! You now have a starting lineup of Ricky Rubio, um, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins. Deang De- started the four, or, and then you got Carl Towns. That team makes playoffs. That team makes top five in the Western Conference. Man, and then we got our first foreign player drafted next, and he went to the, the New York first Knicks. First foreign. Frank Natikalina. Natikalina. Frank Frank N. from France. He's from a point France. guard. Frank N. I like that. Yeah, Frank N. And <laughs> Let's just keep it short. So, so yeah, the first, uh, the first foreign player, man. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Has it, like, the last three or four years, a foreign player's gone in the top five? Yeah. We had Porzingas last year. Yeah. Greek Freak probably went top five when he went. There's a lot of good players. They take the best player in that country and they put him over into the NBA. Moutier went top five? Foreign players are good. I mean, there's another one in the top ten that was huge. I mean, a lot of these countries and stuff where basketball is a lot bigger, you can can justify drafting them earlier and stuff. And then, you know, not all of them have worked out. But for, you know, this guy with the Knicks – Reputation in the past couple of years, taking Przingas and stuff. You know, I feel I don't know anything about the kid, but I mean, I hope he has enough potential. I would like to see New York put themselves back on the board. I'm getting tired of listening. I listen to a lot of ESPN radio, and I'm getting tired of hearing Phil Jackson, Carmelo Anthony, and now it's Christoph Przingas <laughs> in it too. And it's just like they are just the laughing stock of the NBA, and they're such a storied franchise that are just the laughing stock of the NBA <laughs> right are. now. Um, so who was number nine? Dennis Smith. Okay, so this guy is my uh, most underestimated player of the draft. I think he's either going to be great, like Vince Carter, or he's going to be a complete bust, like um, who was I saying at dinner tonight? I was saying. Why do you feel that? Terrence way? Ross. Why? Because he has such athleticism. It's out the building. So if he could just learn to shoot a little bit, this guy can be great. He's going to be possibly in the dunk contest in a couple seasons. He's he's the next Zach Levine if he could just learn to shoot. Well, if we're going to go underestimated so, and talk about underestimated yeah, players ahead. in the draft, yours. I'm going to come through and saying that Malik Monk falling to number 11. Okay. I honestly think Malik Monk a good should have been a top five pick in the draft. He can hit from deep. He hits consistently. His shot's beautiful. He can jump out of the gym. He, I mean, watching like yesterday, I was just kind of pre-draft working myself up, looking back at some of these players, watching their – High school, college highlights and stuff like that. Anthony Davis, Malik Monk, Carl Towns. I mean, just sitting back and just really, really looking at it and seeing just how good they really were then compared to where they are now. Malik Monk's an absolute athletic freak. And he was also shadowed on by several people at Kentucky. He didn't want to he didn't want to do everything. But then again, he also came out 
like against North Carolina in the game to go to the Final Four, Malik Monk, you know, the last he he did bad all game, and last second he just went clutch, hitting threes, brought us yep. back to a tie so ball you're, game. So your most uh, under underestimated players who? Malik Monk. Malik Monk. <laughs> well, that's interesting because my most underrated player is definitely De'Aaron Fox because I think that De'Aaron should have, went number one. Should have been saying that. the number one draft pick in this year's draft because, listen, De'Aaron Fox, he's a six-foot three-point guard. He's a big point guard. He can drive. He can shoot. He's athletic. he's athletic as hell. I love De'Aaron Fox. And like I said, he's just a guy that has a personality personality that could lead your team, make your team some money, a good ambassador for your, for your city. De'Aaron Fox is underestimated. He dropped all the way down to fifth. What a steal by Sacramento. So, that was that was honestly one of the bigger steals in the draft, yes. It was. Just because, like, as you one. say, De'Aaron Fox is not a troublemaker. He's a very good kid that's willing to work, willing to learn. He's been in touch with John Wall. He His game reflects of John Wall's game a lot in so many ways, and John Wall's still working and helping him. But I honestly think – I just hope that with going to Sacramento with the weapons around him – he can do something with it because he honestly doesn't have that many weapons around him. I mean, he has Buddy Hill, who has still not proven himself in the NBA. Uh, he has Scalabissier, who has potential out the roof, maybe. I don't know. At this point, he might have potential out the roof. He has Willie Collins. Willie above toss-ups. And just, he's kind of, you know. He's got a lot of toss-ups on the team. he got Scalabissier, a toss-up. Ben McElmore still is a little bit of a sleeper, but his time's almost gone. You trade him. Rudy Gay's getting older. Tyreek Evans just came back after injury, after injury. After injury, and Rudy after Gay, injury. Rudy Gay just tore his ACL, actually. Yeah, let's see. we got Zach Collins was number 10 from uh, Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. You know, and then... Number 11, Charlotte pick Malik Monk. Jordan mentioned. Jordan mentioned. Uh, playing for Michael Jordan now. That's awesome. Detroit pick Luke Kennard, my boy from Duke. Another Duke hey, player. Charlotte, second Charlotte, Duke player. Charlotte with Monk's going to have. Did they lose Cody Zeller to that trade with no. Dwight Howard? They lost. I don't know, but number 14 Miles comes Miles Kentucky's third lottery player, Bam Adebayo. I'm surprised that he went 14. Hey, I called that, I called that he did. At, he did. at the bar. You so. said he'd be top 15. Well, so, I, I called him to Miami just saying he did. with, he them, with well. them, with their lack of power forward, putting, well. putting him as a big body, just a bully inside, and then putting Whiteside right behind them, just they're going to tear it up. I, I think that's the best, honestly, the best fit that Bam could have gotten this draft. Cal does it again, guys. Another uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis backcourt. Cal does it again. Future. Three draft, three players in the lottery. How many times does that make now? So let's that's the third. That's the third one third. at least because I know John Wall, you mentioned DeMarcus that Cousins, day. and Bledsoe. All three went in the lottery, oh and then you gosh. had Kid Gilchrist probably won. Well, you had Kid Gilchrist and Davis one and two that year, <sighs> and then also that year with Towns, you had Booker Towns, Lyles, and. Willie Collins. There was the four Willie Collins oh, Yeah, wow. he's he's Cal. breaking every year. You know, and three, the, you know, the three that went in the first round was lottery picks. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And there's still some players left. The draft's not over. The draft is live now. There's still um, who who's left? Isaiah Briscoe. Did he enter the draft? Players left. From what we know, right I, now we have Briscoe and Isaac Humphreys left. And is I'll Willis honestly, is Willis in the draft? Willis is not in the draft. He's worked out for teams, kind of like Dominique Hawkins. Both worked out for teams. Um, but I honestly, I don't think in the draft you're going to see Briscoe go. I think the better UK yeah, player that has going. a shot of going just because of pure potential and yeah. only being 19 years old is Isaac Humphreys. Yeah, well, 
I think I think you're going to see Isaac Humphreys go around probably 48. I think he'll go in around in 48 range. Do you think, think he's going to do any good? I think Isaac Humphreys could honestly do something in the NBA. He has I, more potential than Josh Harris. I don't know why because like he did not perform with his, with UK. He didn't get much minutes. He has to be able to. He he moves with the ball very goofy like he. I don't know how his, those skills would be transferable over to the NBA. Like I think he would get crushed. I, I was surprised when people were like, "Oh, Isaiah, uh, Isaac Humphreys is going to the NBA." I'm like, "Man, like he crushed his workout." Twenty two teams saw him live, and I was, I was right it. there. I was right there with you. People, he had a good workout, but I don't know how he would do on a team. I, I don't was, know. And, and going to Briscoe, the other player that is in in the draft, don't but, stand a chance. I, honestly, the best thing for Briscoe would be not to get drafted. Yeah. Sign with Cleveland. Yes. If they'll take you and play with your cousin Kyrie Irving. Yes. That's a defensive stopper for them. Somebody to get to the rim, get the big guys, Tristan Thompson, for say, who's one of the best, if not the best, offensive rebounder in the NBA. Get the ball in there. If you miss it, you have a cleanup man. And Briscoe can get the ball in. He has the size and. He has the motor to get to the rim. He's just he has a terrible jump shot. His free throws are terrible. I mean, he's not a, he's never going to be a top eight man in the NBA. He's just not. Right. But he will be one hell of a solid role player. Yes. And then I think I just think Cleveland's the best spot for him. I think if you put him if you put when you put family next together, they play better together. Absolutely. I mean that's 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 a great that's a great uh, analysis there. Um, moving on there, Minnesota number sixteen got Justin Patton from Creighton. Don't know much about that guy. Milwaukee picked uh, DJ Wilson from Michigan. Indiana Pacers picked TJ Lee from UCLA. Next Kevin Love. I'm calling it right now. His (laughs) his defense and his physical attributes down low lack right now. He'll gain it. He's outside. He's a he's a big. He's a four stretch player. He's a very good four stretch player. He has one hell of an outside jump shot. He can score from anywhere. He is. He was one of the better offensive scoring players in college basketball in the NCAA last year. And I think his game will transition into the NBA. He's on the Bulls, one of the best defensive head coaches in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see his defense and his weight go up and that'll his rebounding, I think he'll be a solid double double guy, kinda like a Kevin Love. Absolutely. Well, for a full um uh, draft results, just go I've got this from the Washington Post. Because there's more that's still not been drafted yet that's still going on. But before we uh, close, I want to talk about like the who do you think has uh, who do you think got the best player tonight? Now, before you answer, who you think got the best player? I just want to know exactly like you know did did uh, did the Seventy Sixers get the best with Marco Fultz? Did did Sacramento get the best steal with uh, you know Darren Fox? Who got? No, I mean, seriously, who got the best player? Josh, who do you think? Who drafted the best player? Who got the biggest help tonight? What, what, yeah, that's what I'd rather answer almost. Not like who got the best player. Because we already answered that almost, I feel like. Or you have, anyway. You've already answered I'll tell you who got the best player tonight. You let you answer, and I'll tell you De'Aaron mine. Fox. With the Sacramento Kings. Underestimated most. They got the best player tonight. <laughs> the best I'm, best player. I'm telling you guys, when the 2017-18 season starts, you're going to see a guy destroy the basket, destroy the shot on the NBA. Lonzo Ball, he's just going to he he's going to be a frustrating player to watch for the Lakers. But Josh, who you got? You know what? I don't want to choose the same player as much as, you know what? I almost do believe it is going to be Darren Fox. I'm going to choose 
Lonzo Ball, just because the fact that I am a Lakers fan and I'm easily one of the biggest around. So I'm going to just choose who we chose. LA got the best help? So yeah, of course we did. We, we know we have the best people in office as Magic Johnson and Kobe probably in his ears. We know who we're doing. We didn't choose Lonzo Ball. We didn't choose De'Aaron Fox for a reason. So bam, we chose Lonzo Ball. Jordan, who you got? Lakers got the best player tonight. They got Lonzo Ball. In my opinion, he was probably the best overall around player in the draft. Yeah. But, like I said before, you take his dad in your ear. And like you said, Lonzo Ball's dad earlier in the year when Kobe was trying to offer help to younger kids. We don't need Kobe's help. We don't need Kobe's help. <laughs> that, yeah, Kobe, that's Kobe, yeah. Kobe needs to be out of my son's ear. My yeah. son's better than Steph Curry. It's just stuff like that. Very disrespectful. If LeVar if if Ball was the hell out of his son's ear – was out of the media limelight that he wants to be in, and he wants to be this superstar that he never was, if he would get the hell out of his son's ear, let his son do his thing, play ball, the Lakers have the best pick in the draft, hands down in my opinion. But if he's going to stick in his ear, it's going to be nothing but trouble. It's going to be nothing but trouble for L.A. I know you all say Showtime, this and that, big big city, you know, in the light, shining bright in the light, whatever. New York Knicks, same thing. It's just going to be – he's going to be another troubled player that has daddy in his ear the entire time. And that's not what the Lakers want. They want Kobe Bryant and Magic Johnson in his ear, not LeVar Ball, who thinks he's better than Michael Jordan, who can't score four points in a pickup game with mm-hmm. guys at the YMCA. <laughs> so Love it, love it, love it. I mean, he's just – it's ridiculous to the point that he's brought this to, and it's embarrassing, and I can't believe the Suns not just told him to shut the hell up and leave him alone. So, but – Lakers got the best player tonight. The Lakers. Hopefully we get Paul George next. Just saying. The Lakers are going to be good, man. It's a, it's a good future for the Lakers. I mean, I think that the Lakers got the second best. Lonzo Ball. I think that he should have, I think it should have been De'Aaron and then Lonzo. But guys, thank you for being on the show. Jordan, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. You've been on a lot this season of Off the Cuff. I I've appreciate been on, it. This season I've actually been on a lot. Yeah, you've been on a lot. Since the start of 2017, I've been on a good amount of shows this year. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I keep track of all of it. I have a sheet. That has all of our uh, the, the episodes. How many we've all been on? I don't know if you know what episode or not, but people need to check out the casino episode. Fun episode. Yeah, right, we were at the casino. Episode. We had a good night that night. It was called. It was called uh, Turning Twenty Nine. Is what the episode's called. If you want to check that Turning out, Turning Twenty Nine back in January. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. One of our funnest episodes I think we've ever done. That was that was one of my favorite episodes. Yes, of all time. Yeah, that is uh, me, you, Josh, Chad, uh, John Stanley. John Stanley. Was that it? And I feel like we're missing no. somebody. Exactly, no. I feel like we're missing somebody too. I feel like we're missing somebody, but I think that was it. No, that was it. That was it. We had five. That, that was a man that makes me want to listen to the show. That was a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good episode. Listen to that. Josh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me as always. Yes, yeah, it's always a pleasure. You've been on a lot as always. It's been enjoyable as always. Thanks for well, adding your always. But before we go, man, I just want to say that uh, Hey Kentucky from WLEX had some auditions uh, for a new co-host, Josh. Off the cuffs, Josh Bryant uh, decided to go uh, trial for it, man. Um, did you get to meet Matt? What did you think of him? Uh, no, I didn't get to meet Matt. I just heard him, in, you know, passing. He interviewed every person around me. You know, the, uh, not him, but the TV, the TV station he works for, dude. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, it was a fun competition. I was one of the better dressed, and I was one of the ones with the resume. You one took him a very, resume? Yeah, one of the very few. I didn't take him a resume. We Did you wear him. a suit? Yeah. Yeah. And I wore a tie, but I wore a suit. <laughs> okay. Okay. I should have yeah. went with you. Yeah. 50 to 100 people probably dressed up at the most. There was 200 people there. And probably, I mean, 25 people had a resume. 50. I mean, from what I saw at the most. 
I guess I spoke a little fast and probably was too too intimidating for Matt. <laughs> or uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I think part of it was that maybe I said all the things that Matt would have agreed with. You know, I, I spoke maybe similar to Matt. You know, as a UK fan, and and I also said. So I think that might have. You wouldn't have enjoyed it. working for Matt Jones. He's not an enjoyable person to work for. Oh, they, I, could, they, I could argue with his ass all. They day. want somebody who disagrees. I mean, that would with be him easy. to bring ratings in, and, but and, he, and you know, a very outgoing character, which I am. But I don't know if I wasn't maybe. You know, Matt said he would do the show, and then he completely turned me down. Like he completely. I remember that. Oh, if, if you get Matt Jones on your show, I need to be here because I want to personally bury Matt Jones. I love him to death. I love KSR. Yeah, KSR's But nice. it would be fun. To, I think Matt Jones would appreciate that that more to have somebody that's just going to bury him because I would love to bury Matt Jones. What, what's the one thing you'd like to say to him? Oh, gosh. I don't even know where to start with Matt Jones. He's just... <laughs> Matt Jones... I had no idea that he had Matt Jones has just got so cocky and stuff with it. And He's I became, still think Matt Jones still lacks some intelligence in some things that I could prove him wrong on, and I can go blow for blow with Matt Jones. But with this KSR, Matt Jones doesn't know about football. Right. Matt Jones don't know about no football. No. His writers do his football for him. Yes. And Matt Jones just talks to Jared Lorenzen sitting next to him about football. Yes. He I, can does, get, he I can bury Matt Jones on, the foot, on some Kentucky football, on NFL football, whatever Matt Jones wants to race in football. Yes. But he would be a fun person. I, I would love to talk to Matt Jones. He's he's a very good person, but me, I think me and him would also have a lot of disagreements. I would have him on. Don't get me wrong. I would have him on the show because it would be good for the show. I think people would listen. He's got a humongous, enormous following, so it would be good for the show. Hey, tag him in this episode on uh, on the on the Facebook page. On say, the, would you dare? Everything, <laughs> and then let's say, get uh, say, we need Matt Jones here to have a little bit of argumentation and just let's go with Matt Jones it. and see what Matt Jones It'll really means. It was me. It really would be. I mean, I think so. I mean, Matt Jones did go to Duke. I've been Kentucky blue blood all my life. Matt yeah. Jones went to Duke. He did. Wow. He never cheered for Duke though. You got to hand it to him. So there. he says. I don't think he did. <laughs> you fit, you were there with him hanging out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we go way back. We go back like car seats. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Confused. Thought y'all weren't cool. Thank you for listening to the show. I'm Adam Banks. It's been a good episode of Off the Cuff. 2017 NBA Draft. This is one for the books, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Yeah.